not have that segment. Come at me, bro. Evening, everybody. It's 9.05. Welcome to the Superstation. Uh, hope you enjoyed tonight's airing of... Ah, uh, shit, I can't even think of an old TBS mm. program. Some old reruns of Saved by the Bell. Escape from which mountain? Right. Maybe. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> now streaming on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, syndicated reruns of It's a Living. Mm. I don't know. Wow. But uh, welcome to What's on Joe Mine. Uh, we're here. It's... it's uh, no guest host tonight, just just the three of us. Not a whole lot to talk about, so maybe we'll have you out in something less than two and a half hours for a change. But um, hey, we'll uh, we'll figure all that out. We'll let the dust settle after you watch our kick-ass the opening sequence and theme song. So be right back. Stick with us. <laughs> It's Tuesday night. It's 9.05. It's time for What's on Joe Mine. We are a fan cast about the world of G.I. Joe. How's everybody? Oh, I mean, I'm well illuminated. <laughs> oh. I'm your host, Mike Irisari. As, as we mentioned earlier, uh, just the three of us tonight, we're, we're going to try and do this in that hour and a half window that we, we shoot shot for when we first moved to YouTube and consistently fail to maintain. Because I got hosts that talk too much. Uh, one of them, of course, here in the top row, he's the former head of marketing for the G.I. Joe brand at Hasbro, which makes me wonder why you bother to watch any other discussion program at all. Come on, folks. The hot show, Mark Weber. That's right. And I don't have much this week, but except for this bitchin' display cabinet I have behind me, which validates both my opinion and my existence. But I do have this. I have this little gem that I've uh, I've filched from online. So I'm just kicking it off with what I like to call share the screen. Now let me let me move down. You're in the second row, so I didn't see it right right away. I forgot to play the intro. I mean, that's pretty styling right there. Well, <laughs> that's well played. Hey, I have all those figures. So kudos to whoever did that. I, I give you credit, but I don't remember. So. There you go. And now the key part of share the screen is to click stop screen instead of leave studio, which <laughs> I got wrong a couple of weeks ago. So I'm going to call that progress. Yes. Hmm. Anything in your display case yet, Mark? Oh, yeah. I got two things, actually. Hang on. I'll bring them, I'll bring them right out. Check this out. Well, I got three things. Check this out. Three whole things. Three things. What's that? That makes it worth the investment. Three points. Look at it. It's like he's opening a refrigerator with all that yeah. light in it. I know. Jeez. It's almost too much light. He almost needs to turn that off. Yeah. So I, ju I just filled this up uh, like 20 minutes ago uh, just because I thought I should have something. So from what I have handy, because most of my stuff is in off-site storage now, but there's this little jammy, right? Okay. He's like a Street Fighter thing, I think. I honestly don't remember the name of him. But he was somewhat G.I. Joe-ish. Right, like you can get away with that with 
armadillo driving it or something. Like, could do without the neon yellow wheels, but, you know, I'm sure they came on the tree with the other stuff, but he ain't bad. And then uh, I was fixing up my old, my Wolverine has the common problem where the cap on the top has popped off. So I, I bought a new one cheap and it has a fake tow cable, of course, because nobody has a real one. But dig it. This one arrived and it's misstickered. It's an easy fix. But nobody put the front on like that, right? That's no, that's backwards. That's yeah. So it should obviously, quite obviously, be like this. But then that totally messes up this guy's sticker game. Yay. So eh, whatever, it's fixed. Fix yeah. yeah, so I got those two things. But the real treasure here, the real treasure, was finding this bad boy downstairs. And I don't know if people are familiar with this, but this is what's waiting on your desk uh, day one at Hasbro, or at least used to be, right? That's nice. So, yeah, they make your name with blocks. But the best bit is there's always someone on the back, right? <laughs> and there's a famous story, a famous story <laughs> that uh, they didn't always check what was getting spelled on the back. Yeah. And some gal with a just like a monster name. I don't know for sure that it was hyphenated, but it makes the story better. If it was like uh, Anastasia Gonzalez dash Rodriguez or something like that. And that's just to put as many letters in there as I can think of. Because right in the middle of the gobbledygook of her last name, and this was sitting up on top of her cube so you could actually view the back for a little while, was a, a four-letter word that rhymes with bunt right in the middle of it. And so they... Uh, they had to change the uh, the uh, key, uh, the key, uh, quality control, the organization, perhaps. Yeah, on the whole block thing. So, I, right? I I can't I can't believe they used junt anyway. Right, exactly. Right. So here you go, one of one, uh, kind of rare, not real valuable, but whatever. You know, strangely enough, you know, on the back that actually translates in Latin uh, to item count of six. Right, or or yeah. rent rent don't buy. <laughs> yeah, we have uh, we have a, an answer to the mystery, Mark. It appears that uh, that's Matthew Matson's picture. Oh, okay. oh, nice! So, ex excellent job, sir. Congrats uh, him. Well, well done. Had no idea. I don't. I don't get around the the internet's nearly as much as I used to. So, if that if if we can have, if, help in any way as far as uh, getting you credit for that one, we're right here. Go ahead, throw throw that back up, Mark. Let's Hold let's get there. We can let people get a screenshot up with with Matthew's uh, tag on it, at least. I mean, it, it shouldn't be any shock that something awesome we found online came from our fine viewers, right? Right, right. So let's uh, share that. Well, this is round two of share the screen. Matthew, everybody, Matthew, do it everybody screen cap it this way. This is This is how you want to do it right here. <laughs> This there you cool. go. With with uh with Rob obscured. <laughs> Rob lo Rob looking like Kilroy, but that's okay. Right. <laughs> right. Hey, stuck between two redheads is a is a you know, personal dream of mine. So good for you, Snake Eyes. You're usually just one of the redheads. Yeah, right. Usually I'm part of the Oreo, not the stuffing, so to speak. That's all right. We're gonna get you we're gonna get you set up with Carrot Top and Ron Howard any day. Nah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Absolutely. 
Carrot Top, who's five foot eight, two seventy. Last I saw, and all steroids. Five, five foot eight across, <laughs> and all steroids. Yep, jacked. In the bottom row, uh, he is a man without a show, uh, but he does. He is back to work in a job. No more shiftless layabout. It's right. Oh, how I yearn for the day of shiftless layabout. Yeah, I think I've inherited that title. Oh, my summer is too short. Mm. It, it would feel longer if you left the house once in a while. I don't want to go out there. Every time I would, every time I would go out there, I, I would get stuck behind some maniac driving. It really dissuaded me. <laughs> like to go to the grocery store would be, you know, an adventure. I do believe it's uh, well. This is a total segue, but it's, I think it's the most dangerous driving environment ever out there. Like, oh, I see terrible. some random stuff. Good luck, kids. Right. Right. It's their own fault, though, with all the texting and driving. Mm-hmm. And the self-driving cars. I don't trust them. <laughs> don't trust them. Yeah. I, it, uh, they, they don't seem to screw up very often, but then when they do, it's it's big. <laughs> Cataclysmic. Mm-hmm. What, what was it? Uh, nine cars on the freeway somewhere this past week? Yeah. What, did somebody turn on their self-driving car and try and take a nap? Short nap. <laughs> very or or very long nap. Right, yeah. Well either one or the other. It's that autopilot. Potentially extremely long. Understanding uh, cruise control is is a is an advanced concept. <laughs> but uh yeah, I, I think uh, Matt Rubin's got it right. Just random random rage nowadays. And and it kind of manifests. No, the get behind the wheel. The rage is all on my part because I'm normally stuck behind an idiot. <laughs> well, that's, an old, that's an old George Carlin bit. Anyone driving slower than you is an idiot. Anyone driving faster? It's not is a that. Maniac? I mean, it, I mean, it's it's you know maneuvers like trying to make a left from the right hand lane. I mean, crap like that. Uh, just uh, if you're watching us on Facebook tonight, you know the drill. Uh, go ahead, like the like the channel. Uh, like the video, uh, subscribe to the channel. About 30% of you every week are not subscribed, and I don't understand that. So weird. Cause, right, because Google's already got you. So if you're coming back every week, just subscribe. Save yourself. You're, you're smarter than that and better looking. So let's go. Uh, let's not go. Let's not go crazy, Mark. Hey, man, if you're not if you're not on camera, you're gorgeous on the internet, right? So. Hey, look, butter them up, all right? Let's just get, so, let's try get the script. I don't know. These, these people know. I mean, I've met a lot of them at cons and stuff. So it's I don't know. I I I I don't I don't feel right lying to their face like that. Mm. I'm just gonna say you matter, and you matter more if you give us a like down there. Oh, you so do matter. Get with it. Get yeah. with it. Uh, if you're catching us on Facebook, be sure to give us a, a thumbs up or a heart or a little huggy guy. We do love little huggy guy. Uh, but basically, almost yeah, as much as little headless guy. Headless action keeps that uh, keeps that algorithm moving for us. Um. Cheapest big spender says uh, he doesn't. He doesn't Google. He Lugles. Lugles. Well, you know that's the little-known search engine started by Lou Costello. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was what Lex, Lex Luger called the fans. That's how you oh. have to start every search. Hey, I'm at. <laughs> All those little Lugles out how there. How many feet in a mile? <laughs> Man. <laughs> But uh, yeah, and if you're if you're one of our 
uh, one of our audio listeners, uh, wherever you get your your finest uh, podcasting materials, uh, be sure to write us a, a nice five star review. We haven't had one of them in a while. Uh, that helps us get moving through Spotify or Apple or or Podbean or wherever you listen. Uh, those reviews really make things go over there. So we have a lot of audio subscribers. So I, I think it's important to to continue to try and and maintain for them. And the five star reviews help smooth out the one star reviews too. So. Right, right. Yeah. I, we we don't have too many of them. There are too many uh, too many folks that decided to to do us quite like that. <laughs> not, not, not enough discussion of Super Mario Brothers. I left. Right. <laughs> Fair enough. No, I mean I'm trying to think. The last time we had a bad review um, was after we had a, a hosting change, and one of the that departing hosts' very close friends very blatantly left us a bad review so it would, even then it just it didn't count right right it, it, that, it, come on dude yeah, but carson carson apologized like crazy right away so, <laughs> yeah he was like hey i'm i it wasn't him cheapest <laughs> big spender notes that hot tub time machine lou invented lugal instead of google and um I mean, I saw Hot Tub Time Machine. That was a fun movie, but I can't say that I've gone back to make reference to it. So good on you on the deep cut there. Good on I you. I think I've only seen parts of that movie. I, look, it's it's worth watching once. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not dismissing Hot Tub Time Machine. I I I laughed quite a bit. It was a lot more enjoyable than I thought it was gonna be. Um, you know, you're you're in because of the concept, right? But they managed to keep it going for about two hours. So good on them for putting together a good movie out of that. But uh, but yeah, we didn't need a second one. I I do know that we did not need Hot Tub Time Machine two. I assume Stifler was in that, and Eric Roberts probably. No, no. Uh, Hot Tub Time Machine was was no, uh, no. I meant the sequel. Oh, the sequel. <laughs> yeah, the sequel. <laughs> no, I'm the, trying to think who the direct the video uh, weight champions the, were. The sequel was the same same cast as the first one minus John Cusack. Nah, Cusack's the guy. It was uh, he he decided he was out on hot tub time machine too, but uh, Craig Robinson and and Rob Cordry and the one uh, chubby nerd kid from the office they were all in. They were all back. Wasn't Craig Robinson the 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 batter in Eastbound and Down? Pretty sure there was a showdown at a car dealership with Will Ferrell acting like Ric Flair. It's pretty pretty phenomenal. But Maybe. I'll, I, I, it's I'll been, double check it. It's been too long since I've watched that. I I have only seen the very first episode of Eastbound and Down. So I have, I didn't watch all of it, but I've seen I've seen a couple clips, and that's a good one. I I've been all the way through it, um, and I I will tell you the first three seasons of that were fantastic, and just don't watch the the return fourth season. But <laughs> <Right. laughs> like they did three seasons, but you know, in a row as TV tends to go. Then they went away for a while. And they came back a couple of years later with that fourth season, and that fourth season just just best left alone. I believe it had Stifler and Eric Roberts in it as well. Yeah. Yes. Uh, DJ Five Ash notes that yes, that was him. So, so good job, good job, Mark. Thought so. Good job. Hey, Craig Cohan has big news. I'm just seeing it shoot by in the comments, but I mean, come on, yeah. the guy became an admiral. There you go. There you go. You found a full on a complete USS flag. Yep. Complete with guardrails and and uh, deck clips and everything. Mast cap, right? Isn't that one of the 
nightmare pieces? I think it is. NASCAP. If you say so. I've never so. owned never owned a flag, so it's tough to, to say. We should try one. They're breathtaking. <laughs> They're breathtaking. <laughs> What's everybody else drinking tonight? We got Blue Powerade working on this end. Vodka, baby. Woo! On the rocks. Water. On the rocks. Uh, got Keel Hall's gun, too. All right. Wow. Well played. I figured that was included incomplete, so no shocker there. Come on, buttons. There we go. There we go. So uh, we've wasted everyone's time for about 15 minutes. What do you say we get into uh, your friend and mine, Community Calendar? All right. Yep. I got to uh, I got to figure out where I'm at here. There we go. Prepare yourself. Steal your nerves. Yes. <laughs> Here we go. I don't know what. You're in the dark way. She knows. It's not going on. I don't know if I'm going Wow. I'm telling you, I, I refuse to be offended because I'm tanner than Raptor. <laughs> so it's uh it's it's getting it's getting even weirder. We're we're starting to build into an epic here. I like how my heart flipped back and forth. Right? I like the I like that you had the headphones on for battle. I, I don't uh, I don't take these off for a reason. That way I know where all of those pictures come from. <laughs> all of them. Like, oh right, right. That's that's just somebody cutting one, cutting cutting pictures out of the show. I get oh, that. Oh boy, it's a reason. So, uh, anyways, up first, Michael Gene Fleming. Don't give people ideas. <laughs> Michael Gene Fleming wants to know where's Rob's face on a figure. Just, just, just wait. There's an end to community calendar. Too. <laughs> oh God, help us! Hang all. on. Just. <laughs> Oh no! Down. Oh no! Settle down. As 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 we, it's a sense that we have forgotten here in the internet age. But usually, if you wait a couple of minutes, all of your questions are answered. <laughs> That's called a tease or foreshadowing. Oh boy! Uh, cheapest big spender asks. Uh, so next week. We have Phil as Zorana in the intro. Well, no, we will now. Maybe Absorb Vids is hanging around somewhere. So now, <laughs> yeah, I, I've seen him skip by. Yep, put <laughs> that in there. So uh, be prepared for that. And and we appreciate all this stuff coming in. Make no mistake. We we love that he sends these. <laughs> I I am absolutely, I I am entertained to no end that we have inspired this kind of madness from a member of our viewing audience. That's uh, what you want. You want you want the public to create your content, right? And they don't have to do any work ever. Yeah. It'll be fantastic. Right. About time. Uh, Phil Phil is reacting <laughs> appropriately, but maybe, you know maybe Phil shouldn't have worn earrings on that one show. A live shutter. That's good. <laughs> Anyways, first up, <laughs> come on now, stupid mouse. There we go. Oh, Joe Lana's this weekend. Uh, in case you couldn't tell, it's in Atlanta. 
That is the Atlanta Toy and Comic Show, I believe. It is uh, also Joe Lana. It's all those things. Get all the details at joelana.org. That is at the Hilton Peachtree Corners uh, in downtown Atlanta. Um, all the streets in downtown Atlanta are named Peachtree. So make sure you have Google Maps fired up. This is one of the biggest Joe shows of the year. Uh, it is it the 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 real old guard uh, runs Joe Lana or ran Joe Lana, but they frequent Joe Lana. Um, lots of twelve inch stuff if you're getting into that stuff. Uh, but uh, our, our three and three quarter, primarily three and three quarter crowd has certainly made their their impact on it in uh, years since. Uh, so if you're anywhere close, uh, be sure to check that one out. Get all the ticket information again. Joe Lanta. Dot org. Get your free bullet man wedgie at Joe Lanta. Mm, that poor guy. Any uh, word on the parking situation? Ooh. Uh it's downtown Atlanta, so it's probably not great. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's probably not good. And name a highway heading into Atlanta. It's jammed. Right? Absolutely. Unless you're Rick Grimes, then you just walk right in. Right. <laughs> Not hard getting in. It's like Tucson. Tucson's only got speed bumps in the outbound lanes. Tucson. Tucson. Made of dirt. Sorry, I was looking at the, the live chat there, so I, my, my apologies. The times when I want you guys to talk, you tend not to talk. Right. And when, I, when I'm talking... You tend to try to talk on top of that. So, you you know, great job. Great job with all right. that. We're all, we're in sync. Rob and I were just discussing our plans to leave the show and join the big 12. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> you, you would, uh, you'd be about the only ones that didn't. My favorite, my favorite bit is Stanford and Cal joining the Atlantic coast conference. Sure. No problem. Let's just put Atlanta in the national league West too. It'll be great. Right. I, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm amazed, amazed by it all. Next thing you know, the Cardinals will be in the NFC East. I, I do feel kind of bad that, um, we didn't at least have one sports season go on with the pack four. Right. I really wanted to see that happen. I like that, that they named the pack 12 defensive player of the year award for Sun Devil Pat Tillman and no Sun Devil will ever win it ever again. That's awesome. Follow the money, boys. Follow the money. Where did Arizona State go? They're going to the Big 12, which okay. is like the Big 18 now. So, whatever. I have no lamentations about conferences. I mean, it doesn't matter to me other than it's a straight football play and they play like 10 games a year. But for every other sport that now has to add thousands of miles and hours to their travel for road games, I think it kind of sucks. Oh, it absolutely sucks. sucks. Yeah, it absolutely sucks. But we need to uh, we need to stop kidding ourselves that uh, big time collegiate sports like football and basketball are are uh, amateur athletics. We need to stop stop with that illusion. I suppose that's true. And I, I kind of lost. I was that cynical a few years ago, which is probably why I'm handling it all pretty well. <laughs> but head to Joe Lanta. Yes. August 11th through 13th. That is Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Get your Joe on. One of the best one of the best dealer rooms of the entire year. Right there, Joe Lanta. 
moving on. Uh, same weekend, if you're uh, in a more northern persuasion, be sure to head out to PowerCon in Columbus, Ohio, at the Greater Columbus Convention Center, also August 11 through 13. You got the hours there on screen. Tickets are available at the, the address that you got on, on the screen there. Our friends Aroma Collectibles, they're setting up smack in the middle of the dealer room because uh, that they, they know how to drive traffic in that dealer room. You got everybody going Aroma Collectibles. Dude, they're the hub. Right. right. We'll put them in the middle so that no matter what door people are coming in, they got to they got to pass through the whole floor to get there. <laughs> They're the hub, but people want to watch them. Right. Oh, Too soon? my first day of work at a grocery store. I'm 14 years old. They taught me that you never put the coffee by the door. Mm -hmm. Always put the coffee in the exact middle of the store. That's it. And the milk in the back. Milk in they the back. Kind of run the racetrack like Costco. We're a gamble place. That's right. Craig Cohen can't go to PowerCon. He's got no money left. <laughs> Craig Cohen may miss PowerCon. He bought a flag. Look, just uh, hop on the boat. Fair enough. Fair enough. But um, whatever. You know, it so sounds like a, a cheap out to me, but sure, why not? Or you, flip, you that, flip that flag, baby. If you watch Futurama, Atlanta will eventually be ocean-bound. <laughs> <laughs> They have With the magician. Such a great airport. Our pal <laughs> ML series, our pal ML series asked me if I was going to PowerCon. I said I don't have enough power. Right. Maybe next year. Right. Uh I mean, seriously, you guys ever want to see us at a show? Don't ask us about it. Call the show. Mm. You know, hey, I'd like to see what's on Joe Mind as a guest at this event in the future. And we'll do it live. And they'll be like, who? And they'll be like, what's on Joe Mind? Here's here's their YouTube channel. They have a robust listenership that is constantly engaged. They've attracted over a million and a half hits over their 12-year run as an audio podcast. These guys used to do JoeCon every year. We know they can pull a panel even if you give them the time. Mm -hmm. These are things that you can say to your local show promoter. They've been pubbing your show for free for weeks. Right? Yep. Right? Yeah. Mm, what can you say? Oh, well. So, yeah. So, don't ask us. We're broke. Mm. We're broke. People People need to... We need to know we got a space to, to go to before we start showing up at, at cons. Anyways, so that's that. Uh, that's PowerCon, mm -hmm. Columbus, Ohio. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I got no money. All my pre-orders are showing up early. Right. <laughs> All my eels that didn't get here. We got lots oh, of eels. Yeah, I didn't get any eels. Not one. But, like I said, I think last week, pretty much nothing has been impossible to find eventually. So, I believe in eels part two. Firefly has never considered himself a robust listener. But if the show fits, look, if you're a listener, you're a robust listener. Mm -hmm. He's he's one of our sweet 16. He's a, he's one of the most robust. That's he right. listens robustly. That guy, that guy's given us money. He's totally robust. Maybe but, we'll do a show from his house. Right? All right. Shout, shout our, our Pay the play. <laughs> <laughs> we bring our own folding table. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'll bring the light rig, a.k.a. a $13 floor lamp from Target, meaning 
we'll get to town and I'll go to Target and buy a floor lamp. Mm. So, <laughs> anyhow, next up. New Jersey Comic Con's happening the same weekend. That's on Saturday, August 12th. Uh, good dealer show here too. So if you're if you're not going to make it to either of those big ones that we saw, this is not a not a bad uh, uh, third place by any stretch. Free parking, as all the great shows have. Uh, Ten dollars to get in at the Cherry Hill Holiday Inn in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. We've re- received some some reports that this is a two day event, but you know what? Uh, the guy that runs his tank runs this show, and on his tank, this is the graphic, and it only shows one day. So. Don't make plans for a two-day event, because I don't think it's a two-day event this time around. Um, but anyways, uh, get all the details at NewJerseyCollectorsCon.com. And uh, yeah, check that out. Featuring the blue Batman and the off-gray Darth Vader. Batman is blue. Yeah, it depends on the Batman, doesn't it? I, like, and the good Batman is blue. <laughs> Fair enough. And the bad Vader is gray. Right. It's old man Vader starts to fade. Uh, Dustin Jeffrey asks, how far from the Bing is New Jersey Comic Con or Collector's Con? I have no idea what the Bing is. So anywhere from two to 6,000 miles. Is that a Sopranos reference, maybe? Maybe. Maybe. The Bada Bing? Bada Bing, yeah. Uh, in which case, it's New Jersey. It's not that big of a place, so yeah. not an hour tops. <laughs> Until you factor traffic, and then three or four. Right, because uh, it's, it's jammed, man. You're you're not you're not going into the city, so it's not that bad. Just stay off the turnpike. Is He Man Sword really dull, or is he just really stupid? Yes. Oh my God! No, yeah, okay. <laughs> You don't know how sharp that sword was. He wasn't ever allowed to use it on that cartoon. So. He pointed it at things. He, he did. Just I like, would like I would like a number 12 with a large soda. He just pointed at a battle cat. That was <laughs> after that. You have to be careful. <laughs> the McDonald's tote board accidentally becoming battle cat. Back back into the harness in the back and never never to be used again. I never really put that together. The battle cat was like every week. He was like, yeah, me, of course. Right. Your loyal companion. Nobody else, but fine. I mean, he had to hit him with the magic laser. Right. To turn him into from the cowardly cringer to the heroic macho battle cat. And new animation for that every week. It was incredible. It was uh, outstanding. (laughs) Outstanding. Oh, even when I was a kid, I thought that was a bad show. I, that was that was it. Like, I don't mind the whole premise of He-Man, but even as a kid, I watched that and went, well, this is cheap as hell, <laughs> right? Like, and I survived Battlestar Galactica, right? Like, right. come on Oh, now. wow. You did better than us. Just like, come on now. I've seen this. It was like when my kids were, uh, when Derek was uh, was super young, he watched Mickey Mouse Clubhouse for the first time. Uh-huh. And the whole damn episode was about how many hot dogs can we fit in the picnic basket for blood, for the picnic, right? And then at the end of it, Mickey was like, okay, now let's sing the hot dog song. I'm like, well, that would make sense. It was a hot dog themed episode. And so it closed up and I'm like, that's not bad. And then the next day it was about 
I don't know, the power of friendship or how to oppress uh, his dog more. And and then at the end of it, he was like, let's sing the hot dog song. And I'm like, it's He-Man all over again. This is <laughs> at some... the very least, they should have had a follow-up about potato salad. I'm like, this is some bullshit, Walt, but fine. That's true. That they did they mm. did sing the hot dog song every episode. So. Every damn episode. Having an episode built squarely around hot dogs seems a bit much. I just assumed that Was the next Nathan's show. Nathan's a major sponsor. I just assumed the next song they'd be singing about how Pluto can sleep on the damn floor, and Goofy would be making fun of him the whole time, like a bad diss rap kind of thing. <laughs> and but it was the goddamn hot dog song again. And I'm like, this is some bullshit right here. JDO agrees. Uh, IP prefers Batman in blue and gray as well. Because super dark Batman is a shitty Batman. <laughs> Uh, Diana Davis asks, remember remember the House of Mouse and the Triangle Bush? Whoa. whoa. <laughs> um, hey, family show. No um, comment. I, uh, I don't remember that particular um, episode, but I do remember House of Mouse, and that was a pretty entertaining little show. I remember the Triangle Mouse and the House. Never mind. <laughs> I think I think that's, that was... that's right by the New Jersey Collectors Club. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. That's right. It's only a couple miles. Did you catch one on Newgrounds or something? What was, where was that? What was going on there? I forgot about Newgrounds. That was awesome. A long time ago, though. Anyways. Look at how many people were abused by that poor Mickey Mouse show. And I've just <laughs> brought all that torment back. Years of therapy. I mean, you're not, you're not the only person that had kids, Mark. They're, they're, oh. There's a few of them, I'm sure. Oh, Anyways. And we're starting a Batman fight, so that's good. Animated Batman's the best. Because this is really an animated Batman show. Right. Yeah. This is uh, your favorite Batman in the animated series podcast. Absolutely. Uh, disguised as a G.I. Joe podcast. We're looking to get that one guy back. <laughs> <laughs> They're impressed with your Mickey Mouse impression there, Mark. <laughs> good for that. Not much, Nomads, actually. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I guarantee. Anywho, free parking. Yeah. The, the sentiment from the uh, from the assembled loyal viewers is uh, you're right on time. Really. <laughs> <laughs> late is yeah. correct. Yep. But uh, Cherry Hill Holiday Inn has free parking. Most, best, best and most important of all. Uh, 10 to 5 on Saturday. Be sure to check that one out if you're anywhere nearby. Next week, I got a show on Saturday as well. Plastic City Comic Con, Fitchburg, huh. Massachusetts. I almost said Bitchburg. Yes. Almost. <laughs> Did not. All right, then. Got that one out on the first shot anyway. But um, it's at the Game On Sports Complex. Ten bucks to get in. Kids 12 and under free. As you can see there, too, free parking. That's all the great shows have, free parking. Uh, check out all the details at PlasticCityComicCon.com. I believe you can also buy your tickets in advance there. Uh, guests include Ron Rudat and Jeff Klein. Uh, if that name doesn't particularly stick out to you, he was the showrunner for G.I. Joe. Um, uh, Extreme! No, 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 no. The one <laughs> on, the, on the hub that got canceled after one season that... Renegades. Thank you. I. Oh... 
I, I could not pull that out. No, but we had two hub references within, within the same half hour, so we're going to trend somewhere. <laughs> Somebody over there who probably bought E1 as well is going to say, see? He's, Validation. He's done lots of work on Transformer shows as well. So, uh, Can you scroll up? There was a, there was a, uh, a comment from Firefly. I think we need to get on there. I was just looking up Fitchburg. Yeah. Turns out it's uh, north of Worcester. <laughs> a Dallas podcast. Even for a Dallas podcast, it's the definitive ranking of guest stars from 1986. Uh-huh. Spoiler, Engelbert Humperdinck. Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jeff Butler asks, that's a Joe show, right? There's a big bear in the image. Sure. Uh, wow. I mean, I, I'm not even giving that the hi-hat sound effect for that. That's <laughs> that's just poor. But a good chance to go check out go check out Ron Rudat. Yeah, right. One of, one of the uh, Mount Rushmore. So go hang with Ron. Go uh, go ask Jeff Klein why they're not developing any more GI Joe animation. Mm -hmm. And why didn't we? Why didn't we get the coyote? He's got to know people. Don't ask him about the toys. He didn't have anything to do with toys. I know, but. You bother him about animation. Got to pick your battles. G.I. Joe animation? What's that? I know. God forbid. So that is a week from Saturday. That is one week and uh, four days. I don't know. Something like that. Something like that. Valid question for him. Why no, why no Renegade's uh, adaptation of Operation Mind Menace? And uh, same weekend on Sunday, we've got the another edition of the Fort Wayne Hobby and Collectible Show going on from 11 to 4 at 2726 Carroll Road in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Free admission, free parking. Um, not quite as the, the high organized affair. We They have uh, five or six of these a year. And this is the most, excuse me, the next installment. So be sure to check that one out. Um, that's uh, I might make it up for that one. I'm I'm free that week. That, that's my 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 shorter work week, so I might I might get up for that one. There's a statue yeah. of Jeff of Jeff Altman up there. I'm pretty sure. I, I think he's a Fort Wayne guy, isn't he? Pretty sure. I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> Do they have free Superman pelvic thrust? Well, if, 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 if you a, ask nicely, it's a toy show, so I imagine that's a, a, an affirmative. All right, fair enough. But uh, yeah, and that's it. That's what we got for for community calendar. That's all. That's all of our shows. How how would the viewers know that that's the end of the segment, though? Well, I mean, there is a, there is a thing. It's actually there's another entry on there. I don't think I put it in the right place. Hang on, I'm going through the slideshow. Jesus Christ, slideshow! Come on, come on. What's with the slideshow? I don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Put snake eyes in the tank. That's there right. you go. Right. It looks a little more legit. If he's embarrassed about the uh, yellow wheels, he won't say. There we go. There we go. Hugapalooza. Next, next installment of the St. Louis <laughs> show coming up on August 27th. $5 gets you in the door. $15 gets you in an hour early. Uh, that is two stories of toy dealers. In the fill in the machinist hall in Bridgeton, Missouri, just north of the airport. 
in the, the great city of St. Louis, Missouri. And uh, Hans Chow notes, uh, if you're in Trinidad and Tobago, Galacticon is this weekend. Well, we'll be there. Mm-hmm. We will not be there. No. Uh, free parking. $10 gets you in the door. All the anime you can want. He'll be there handing out free hugs. Uh, we got no money for bail, Hans Chow, just so you know. No, and that show is actually on a dock. So when they say free parking, they mean for your jet ski. So careful with that. Hey, cool. Jet skis. Right. And uh, if you get in a fight, just make sure you got somebody willing to jump in and swim over to you to help out. Dude. <laughs> if you haven't seen that video yet, just fast forward to five minutes <laughs> when right. the plastic chair comes out. Right, right. When things, and, and that's of all of all the the chicanery going on in that thing, that's the first guy that actually gets arrested. It's just like you can't do that. You can't. That's crossing a line. Yeah. The three best bits, and if you haven't seen it, you will by tomorrow, are when it first starts and the guy just throws the hat, right? And he's just like, it's on. 30 seconds later, a guy is swimming to join the fight. Fantastic. Yeah. And five minutes in plastic folding chair guy is is the mvp and the first guy arrested so that's good too a couple of ecw quality <laughs> air shots going on in that video he can't do that in wrestling he even makes you think you can do that on a pier right mm. right he hits, a, hits a woman on the ground <laughs> with a plastic folding chair way to go buddy anyhow Hey, it was the most interesting news bit that dropped today. That's right. <laughs> Thank God. You know, I, I, I look. No, we, we should never be thrilled about thrilled about uh, you know what is essentially public rioting. But hey, nobody was seriously hurt, so at least we were entertained. No, and, and like most good movies, it had three acts. Right? It was pretty good. At the end of the day, if nobody's seriously hurt, you can laugh at it. It's fine. Anyways, that's it for Community Calendar. Oh, boy. He is a man without a show for Ragtime Rob. I'm too small to be here on my own. Community Calendar. We're in the dark way. She knows. It's not that long. I don't know if I do it there. You were right. I have no idea what's going on anymore. No, you were right. Oh. The, the blue Batman is much better. Yeah, <laughs> so much better. Just it's the best. <laughs> Did that mean you know, a cut out of a Murphy Anderson Batman drawing? <laughs> You're like that straight, straight that, Silver Age. That posable thing that you could get hang on the door and you know move Batman's arm so that his his elbow would be going backwards. Anyways. But um, it's a good look. Hans Chow asks, "Was that the Hancho as Raptor?" And uh, I'm going to just Someone's say, "I've got some catching up to do." <laughs> you, you need to be watching every week if you're going to stay up to date on the epic that is Community. What the hell is this? <laughs> I'll let you in on a, a spoiler here. It wasn't my debut as Raptor, um, right. but backed by popular demand. Way, way to uh, way to say that you uh, haven't been watching the show without saying you haven't been watching the show. G.I. Joe has a disproportionate amount of red-headed soldiers. 
and I'm Raptor. So anyway, <laughs> it's fine. I'll take it, dude. Trust me, I'll take it. Right. I understand there's other shows out there, but we do take priority. We it's better than around. be Deep Six. Right. <laughs> I want to be Thunder with Sergeant Slaughter's waist, but I mean, real. I think I could. I could put your head in the little Deep Six bell. I think I could manage that one. Right. <laughs> As long as you animate it to shake around like D'Lo Brown, I'm good with it. Yeah. Fair enough. I don't know if I could do that. But, but you know, if you got a request, I I got I can get you I can get you Absorbid's email. Ooh. No, no, I don't want to request anything. I like to be surprised. Because <laughs> if I had a request, can you make me Raptor and flying around in the background? That wouldn't be anywhere near as, as enjoyable. <laughs> Oh, and Justin De Jeffrey uh, gets a call from work right as the community calendar starts. Well, I mean, you know, it's we're only it's not like not like we could show that again. He is a man without a show for Ragtime Rob. I'm too small to be here on my own. You're in the dark way. You know, I took it till the second viewing to realize that that was Nemo and not some demonic hell pumpkin. Right. <laughs> uh, Matt Rubin asks, will there ever be a supercut of all the community calendar intros and outros? No, no, I work for that. Look, there's gonna come a come a point when I have to start taking some of those out of rotation, right? Like, there's gonna come a point where there's too many. So when that day comes, I think that is a, a, a legitimate response. Mm. I think posterity demands demands a supercut but not for a while we got a little ways to go yet i'm just i'm remembering an old episode of the max headroom tv show where they put subliminal ads in during the program and it was making human beings explode and i'm thinking we might be we might be tampering with forces we don't quite understand here i i whatever we're gonna bring the chaos just saying Bring. I'm I'm just amazed to remember an episode of the old Max Headroom TV show. Oh yeah, wasn't a bad show. I, I remember watching, but I don't remember what any of them were about. I like how you made sure to differentiate it from the, the old Max Headroom show from the new one. Right, coming right. soon. Right, starring Matt Frewer and Eric Roberts. Anyways, it's time for the news. <laughs> Item. Do, 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 do. We can't even hide it this time. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of times we, we keep you waiting till the end of news before we bring out the, the main event, but we there ain't no bigger news than this, so we got to just start up. Uh, dial your memories back a little bit, if you will, uh, to August 2019. I believe it was August 22nd. Uh, Hasbro announced that they were purchasing E1 for $4 billion, uh, all cash. 
up front, four billion, plunk right on the right on the table, uh, and that that stat uh, given to us by Deadline.com, uh, reporting the incident when it happened four years ago. Sold this week to Lionsgate Films, five hundred million dollars, three hundred seventy-five in cash, uh, and and it was reported to. Uh, on Entertainment One's website, that that cash will go towards settling other established debts. Um, wow. Mm. How, how do you lose $3.5 billion in just four years? I, I I don't know. I feel it. I put it in the promo, right? It's in, the, it's in the box down below. I feel a lot better about our show now because this means we made more money than they did. Like I, I think we, when it all said and done, we we came out a couple of hundred bucks in the black, and that that means we we're technically more successful than E one over the last four years. And and the core reason right there, if you want to base it down, do apples to apples. One of you had Weber, yeah, that's right. One of you had Weber. That's right, the one that finished healthy. I can't imagine what went wrong. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Um boy, if this isn't uh the ultimate uh story for it, stay in your damn lane. I don't know what is. I mean, yeah. they they really wanted to be an entertainment company under the you know, without without being mean, uh, because it wasn't you know, a tragedy, a loss of life involved. But under the previous CEO, they really wanted to be an entertainment company from the very top. And I think on the last last conference call. Uh, the new boss said they're they're a gaming company now. They, and they also make toys. Okay. Yeah. Look, at least they've proven they can make money with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I just yeah. So uh, keep in mind too. Like I I know the the uh, the the knee jerk reaction here is LOL Hasbro, but it, this doesn't apply to the people who are there now. No. So it's it's a difficult one to to really give that one to and and be appropriate with it because I I think credit goes to the current leadership for understanding that that just that wasn't the way to go. Um but wow, wow, 3 and a half billion dollars just flushed. Really all 4 billion dollars is flushed because they were 400 million in the hole. And that's what that money's going to go and fix. Yeah. Ah. Wow. This. These are the people that are in charge of our favorite property, and that worries me a little bit. But um, at least it's over now. It's all uphill from here. Downhill from here. Yeah. Look, and if if even if it's just flat ground from here, at least right. It's, that's certainly better than um, than. Than the disaster that was the E1 purchase and subsequent misuse. So, I think I read somewhere that at the at the beginning stage of this, before they bought E1, one of their other targeted acquisitions was potentially Lionsgate. Right. So, so instead of buying Lionsgate, they bought E1 and then sold it for ten cents on the dollar to Lionsgate. Lionsgate. So okay. But, uh, Andrew Galgan notes, uh, what could pe- what could Hasbro done with that $4 billion? Not keep laying off the people who do work at Hasbro. 
yeah, probably probably thought probably would have been okay. Um, Matt Rubin, kind of same same thing going through my head. Is so many questions right now. How the hell did Hasbro get that far in debt? Was all that from failed media? I mean, if you look at E1's portfolio, they've had some pretty successful ventures, right? Like this is not this is not just some scrubby production company. They they did yeah. stuff outside of of Hasbro. Like it's garbage television, but Naked and Afraid is E1. Um, one of the better shows on Hulu in recent years is Yellow Jackets. That's E1. Like there's other stuff going on at E1 besides the Hasbro shows and films that either we never got to see or bombed out. So yeah, I I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know how this just this capsized to the degree that it did. And I, I think we, we need to get maybe consider ourselves a little bit lucky that we've still got, uh, you know, classified as is at least paying for itself to, to mm-hmm. up and out new product. Hey, man, stuff that makes money must be Teflon right now, baby. <laughs> yeah. I was before my time. Yeah. Hmm. Goodness. Four billion in cash. Just just gone. Just poof. Unreal. Um Mark Weber, you know, you're you're the guy on the inside. So what not for a long time, but okay. <laughs> certainly not for this, but you've you've at least been in the room for some of these conversations over the years. I mean, I'm I, mean I, I don't want to oversell it. Like any anything involving acquisitions or, or general company direction that was so above my pay grade right i sat and i sat in like two big meetings and i was remember i was i was there five years pretty much and one of them was because just like three people ahead of me were all out that day so i i was short stick guy and i just went in going i'm not gonna say a whole lot in here and no one called on me. I took good notes and I reported back. So that was uh, that was one. Uh, actually, I was on one uh, studio call, uh, prospectively talking about the third GI Joe movie, which was not Snake Eyes. Mm-hmm. And the immediate, the first thing I heard was they were going to have a big uh, a big uh, parade with Cobra Commander overseeing the Cobra troops all, you know, stomping and marching and the his tanks driving. And, and aside from the, the, uh, what's a polite way to put it? The, uh, the iron cross similarities of that. Uh, I thought eh, that might look cool. And then they were going to, they were going to off Cobra Commander, like the first three minutes of the third movie. Because, you know, they hadn't established him yet. So may as well just get rid of him. Right. And I remember saying to the overall head of the brand at the time, I think it's a mistake to kill off Cobra Commander before you've even developed him. And I whispered it. And then the guys on the other end were like, what was that? Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, we're in it now. Right. So I relayed that and didn't get much backup. And I don't think I said anything else. Uh, and and here we are in episode two seventy three of what's on Joe mind. That's it. And then and one other where uh, head of boys toys uh, somebody was pitching for a lot more item count for I forget if it was Marvel or Star Wars or one of the other properties. 
And the, the head of Boys Toys was like, the problem with that is, and he pointed right at the guy, you rent, and then he pointed right at me, he owns. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, he's talking about Joe, right? Because we we own that. We don't right. license that. So that's that's as, as high up as I ever swam with the sharks. But, but f- from what my understanding was, uh, not personal, but just the scuttle, was the, the former head of Hasbro, Brian Goldner, really liked the Hollywood part of the job and spent a lot of time focused on the entertainment portion and producing stuff for Hollywood and in Hollywood. So it was it was very, very close to his heart. That's as I understood it. He, he was on the board of Paramount. There you go. And uh and when when things would just would just seem weird to me, like little things in Transformers that, you know, like Optimus becoming a, a kind of obsessed with killing and that kind of stuff. And I'm like, we own the brand. We can't push back on that. But it felt like we never did. And that we, that we sh- I felt we should have controlled our brands more when we were the ones sharing them with Hollywood. Now, it's beneficial both ways, but still. Uh, it felt like we were just happy that anything Hollywood wanted to do was was a boon. And I felt we could have controlled our brands a little stronger than that. Um, and then the, the new guy, and I don't know him at all, but he, uh, Chris Cox came from Wizards of the Coast, the Magic of the Gathering guys. And they just made, you know, uh, the, a similar amount, as I recall, of profit, uh, of growth every year. So they just left them alone. Most of the companies Hasbro absorbed, they bottomed out and moved people and and literally absorbed. But Wizards of the Coast, they just left out in Washington. Right. You know, you're making that much uh, growth every year, every year, year over year, that same growth or better. They left them alone. So I wasn't surprised when they decided that the head of that should be the new head of Hasbro. But I also wasn't surprised when Hasbro's new focus apparently is that they're a gaming company. And that's, you know, prior to Chris Cox, that was never the first word out of anybody's mouth. So they were a toy company and then they became an entertainment company that makes toys. And now they're becoming a gaming company that also makes toys. Okay. Uh, the the guy in the, in the captain's chair is going to set that, set that direction, set that focus. But but the common thread does seem to be the the toy part of it. But. One would think. Yeah. Uh, Rachel Salinas notes that Hasbro could have done a naked and afraid action figure line. Uh, no, no, they couldn't. Yeah, uh, in, the, in the closed box packaging, they could have. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying, if you've seen the people on that show, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Just that every, you know, like doing an action figure line implies that people want to buy that. And no, yeah, that's a good point. No, anyhow. Um, yeah, Andrew Gaugan notes again this let's kill off Cobra Commander is exactly the kind of studio development executive note that every screenwriter fears. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, I, here we go. Let's let's play uh, reveal this reveal the script live. You guys get one guess each. Which co which well known Cobra operative was the uh, the Brutus to the Caesar in that scenario? Who got who killed Cobra Commander? Wasn't it the twins? It was. 
Yeah. Look, you win. Just like that. And I have for you a Slaughter's Marauders barbecue. Oh, boy. Congratulations. Fresh from the case. There you go. <laughs> I mean, that's what the that's what the box looks like. I have no... It's probably John Cena in there. But right. Oh, that's uh, nice. Yeah. Doesn't even have his... his grapey purple hat it's one of, the, one of the few figure swapped uh catastrophes out there that people are actually excited about right <laughs> they're buying slaughter's marauders barbecue hoping that it's a headless stone cold steve austin yeah. <laughs> hey headless stone cold steve austin yeah it's pretty much it's a very it's a very smart blind box marketing that they're doing it's that wolverine figure i couldn't find right only he doesn't have a head. Right. It's yeah. one of the Ninja Turtles, but without a head or any weapons, I can't tell which. Yeah. Hard to say. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow. So yeah, that's uh, that's what we got on on E1. We we don't we don't really know any more than than you do. We just had to stop and and react and reflect on the gut punch that was mm. uh, the E1 era. Uh, truly enjoyed all the G.I. Joe product that we got to enjoy as a result of their involvement. Oh, oh, wait. Oh, wait. No, no, we yeah. didn't. <sighs> Anybody? But, but like we said, the idea that G.I. Joe makes money keeps it kind of safe right now. Because there were times when when the Joe brand making money didn't matter. Right, because right. everything was making money. So, eh. right. But if you're making money now, ooh. I mean, reportedly the 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 this was re released kind of in conjunction with the the quarter two earnings call, and apparently the the last Transformers movie did help Transformers sales. Uh, but yeah, it's it's uh, it did or it didn't. It did not. It did rather. Oh, it did. Okay, well, rather yeah, significantly. I like there was a. 80 something percent jump in sales. So good, good for that. You know, you don't, you don't want to throw that out. I'm just saying it would, it would be nice if maybe there was some kind of, I don't know, weekly animation featuring GI Joe mm -hmm. somewhere in the streaming world that is, you know, expanding daily. I, I, I mean, I know there's, there's strikes going on, so it's not going to happen immediately, but Hey, maybe some plans would even be nice. Maybe. Hey, something. the animation guild is not on strike. Yeah, but your all your voice actors and your writers are so good luck with that. <laughs> That's all right. We'll get we'll get scabs from Canada. That sounds familiar, right? Uh, no, <laughs> no, no. That's how you can do it cheaper. No, no. All those people also also sag after. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Moving forward. Do Next do do. Time. Do, 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 do. Hey, Easy Kill 9 still going on Kickstarter. Um, I know as we, we rifle through all this time where all of our, our pre-order stuff is, is hitting our credit cards, it's, it's a tough time to, to think of more toy money. Uh, but we need to get this thing going. Uh, funding until August 24th. Uh, just four figures to activate. We need to get to $18,000. Uh, to fund this campaign, and that would push it forward into a backer kit where funds can continue to accumulate. Um, but, uh, yeah, we need to take a make sure that we're taking a look at Easy Kill 9 uh, and getting things funded over that way. 
Uh, you can find it on Kickstarter. That's uh, that's their breakout star there. That's thirty in the, in the graphic. Uh, but there's other characters as well, so be sure to take that take a look. Or God forbid, you can go back and watch our episode from a couple weeks ago, which actually has gotten pretty good viewing numbers. So I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna criticize you guys on that one. No, that was a good show. Unless God forbid you're new, in which case, so help me, go watch that that episode. Welcome home. Uh, but uh, yeah, go on and uh, let's uh, let's get head over to Kickstarter and get get this guy get this get this project funded. And for those of you who thought ah, I just don't have the funds right now, I don't know. Your eels might have got canceled. Your range vipers might have got canceled. So, and your target pre-orders are probably getting canceled. So get get on over there. Come on now. But uh, Yorktown Joe. Uh, my opinion, Joe does better in animation than live action I, from a creative standpoint. I don't know if you can. I don't know if you can argue that. Uh, that is absolutely true. Uh, I'm I'm with you. I, I just think that the the people that actually have the ability to make that happen don't believe that's the case. Mm. Anyways, um, Torpedo Mike notes: uh, make an animated series with Mike as the voice of Snake Eyes, and we're set. That's already been done a couple times. Um, I was also the voice of Chuckles and Grand Slam back in the Sunbow days. You can hear Mike grunt when he throws that missile. Or can you? Mm. That's that's why you were method acting. And you uh, were, that was just that was just basic ADR they added in later. And was, you were sublime. I was very good. Mature beyond my years was the term that uh, Bill Ratner threw at it. Makes sense. Mature beyond at your years. Since you would have been eight at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Next item. They were looking, they were going youthful with Snake Eyes. They wanted somebody who could play the role for a long time. Right. Oh, uh, and also, do, 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 do. Hey, announced this week at Gen Con, uh, Renegade Game Studios has a couple of crossover games. Uh, we told you about them before, but now it's official, so we can, we can put it back in the news. Uh, Transformers, there's going to be a Transformers version of Robo Rally. I don't know what that is. Uh, and there's going to be a G.I. Joe version of Axis and Allies. I do know what that is. Oh, man. <laughs> I have a love-hate relationship with Axis and Allies, man. I think that's everybody. If you have a relationship with Axis and Allies, it's a love-hate relationship with Axis. It, yeah. It's a really good game, but it is a minimum five-hour commitment. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's a minimum yeah. Settle in, boys. Yeah, and my my idiot pal friends, let's name them right now. Brent, Seth, and Chris would always go, we should play Axis at like 1 a.m. They would be yeah. like, yeah. Now it sounds like a good idea. And I'm like, <laughs> you guys couldn't plan an Axis and Allies party, as lame as that sounds, and have pizza, and we all get there at 6, right? Instead of we're not even at, we don't have the board set up till 2 a.m. And then Chris is always asleep. Chris would always fall asleep. You need Russia. He was always Russia. So Russia was definitely sleeping. Right. I, I oh. used to volunteer to be Russia all the time because it meant I would lose first. Right. That's a good idea. Be do, able to do something else with the wee hours of the morning. And like, look, I would, like, I would be Russia and somehow end up with the greatest Navy on the board. 
it was all he was all Chris was always Russia. I was always they made me they made me Germany the first time we played because they said you're German, you got to be Germany. I'm like I'm not very German, but Weber fine. Brent was always Japan. Seth was always the U.S. And the only game I remember that that actually was fun. There was one game where Seth was the last member of the Allies alive, and he had a carrier with one troop regiment on it, and he was just trying to outrun the forces of evil <laughs> as we were just trying to swarm. And God damn, did he put on a good chase? We finally won. We, me and the Axis powers, uh, me and Brent, we'll put it that way, finally stomped the U.S. in Madagascar. To complete world dominance at 6 a.m. Did you employ those sarcastic talking penguins to do it? I would should have, right? Yeah, but they were they were German, so they were evil talking penguins. <laughs> they had monocles. Right? So bad. <laughs> and even at 6 a.m., yeah, even as 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 dumb pseudo-teenagers or so at the time. When you stomp out the U.S. and run the last battalion into the ocean, so the Axis have now taken over the whole world, Germany and Japan don't really feel like high-fiving, right? It's like, it's a good game. That's a weird game. <laughs> so I'd much rather play Joe Cobra. You know, right. I'm yeah. good with that. If it's Joe Cobra, Action Force, Mars, or whatever, I'm cool. At least I don't have to be Germany anymore. October Guard. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's October Guard. That'd be great. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't have a whole lot of details. They didn't get into the, the real specifics. Uh, but I would say keep an eye on RenegadeGameStudios.com for more details as they are made available. Mm. Or, I, I mean, really, I, I don't figure that that's going to wait too, too long. Mm. Yeah. Probably want to have this out before the holidays, so I imagine it's. I imagine this is not something that just got just got on the drawing board, especially since we told you about it a couple of months ago. Yeah. But um, you know, you figure it's at least close to production. You heard it here first, or maybe somewhere else when they ripped it from us. I I don't. You might have heard it from us first a couple months ago. But, That's what I mean. But I don't. I don't think so. I don't think that was anything specific for us. Hmm. I think we might have just been paying attention. Well, you know where that gets us. Yeah, right. right. Uh, Usually it gets a couple other channels a few thousand hits. Yeah, but they're all robots. Robots. Uh, uh, robots. Anyways. Robots. Um, Diana Davis asks, do you think they'll do October Guard? I'd love it, but I'm wondering. I think as a faceless faction in a board game, it probably probably decent chance. I mean, it kind of works if they're if they're just reskinning it, right? GI Joe is is North America, and you can do if you wanted to do Action Force as Britain, you could. Although they probably need a different name, I guess. Right. Uh, October that, Guard. That's the one that's trickier. Yeah, yeah, and well, and you could do the Arashikage as Japan, but in Axis and Allies, they're part of the Axis powers, and I don't know that the Arashikage were ever seen as a force of evil. So. Hmm. Again, awkward high fives going on there. We'll, right. we'll see. We, again, we don't know anything, so we'll we'll find out in the coming months. There you go. Next news item. Do do do. Do do do. 
Oh no. This thing. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's it's weird. Mm-hmm. So um odd Japanese doll baroness is is coming from TNS figures. Uh, that is where the details can be found in in great well in greater detail. Not much detail. Right, right, not a whole lot. But you can see there she's got a, a pretty cool assortment of weapons. Uh, got submachine guns and the sniper rifle and a sword for some reason. Um, but uh, yeah, TNS figures that is a one six scale Baroness. $200 on the pre-order, including a $30 non-refundable deposit expected late this year. Um, includes sniper rifle, submachine gun and pistols, knives and a sword, armor, rooted hair, movable eyes, which is kind of cool, uh, silicone-filled joints, and all kinds of stuff. Uh, it's a real high-end 1-6 scale figure. Uh, I, I don't I don't know what they're necessarily going for here. I, I it's it's kind of my my problem with anime in general. Like every everything is just this ambiguously ambiguously sexy woman that isn't actually a character. She's just there to fulfill whatever fantasies are out there in their viewing public. And it always makes me uncomfortable when we're dealing with cartoon characters. Yeah. So I, I my interest in this is limited. Um, not to say it's not a great product, and if this is your thing, that's your thing. We're not shaming you here, but um, yeah, it's 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 a little out of my scope. I mean, it makes me nervous on some level, right? Because it's almost really good, right? right. Like if it had like the detail looks sensational, and right. I wouldn't I wouldn't put a sword on the Baroness for the not the first time ever, but it's not it's not part of her loadout. If this had actual pseudo human proportions and and some actual muscle the legs bug me right if you get to the turnarounds at all on this the legs are like pencils they're just straight and i'm like what are you doing so i don't know it just it's just it's so off from human proportions in certain ways all over that it's just creepy. Yeah. Um I I know it's it's being discussed in the 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 live chat right now. I know that it's under like we're some folks are guessing if this is an officially licensed product or not. Honestly, no idea. I would think that if they're going to use the cobra symbol they are, otherwise they're asking for trouble. Yeah. Um cuz I I think you know Hasbro might not have a leg to stand on. Uh, with a character named Baroness, or even maybe a character named Cobra, or but with that symbol, oh hell yes they do. Yeah. So it's it's just uh, yeah. Either this is your thing or it's not. And um, for me, it's just not. Yeah. And if they're trying to sneak by, maybe they shouldn't have printed it on her gigantic chest. Uh. Right. She. Um, this chick would fall over reaching for the pepper. Right. And um where are my six inch heels? I need something to go with this to go with this outfit. Yeah. So, anyways, uh that's that's there for you. Uh we don't um not exactly a ringing endorsement from the cast of what's on Joe Mind. Nope. 
No, but I want to see what they do next. Supposedly, Armadillo is the next figure. So Nice. And then Steamroller. <laughs> I hear they give him 16 abs. Right? It's going to be really good. Makes <laughs> oh. an omelet with his abs. <laughs> yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll see. I, I got... I got more questions than answers, and none of those questions are polite. Yeah, moving on. That was my live reaction when I first saw this was, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> the classic Weber. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you can almost hear it in your head. It was so, oh, just, yeah. Uh, Phil Donnelly's got to run later, everybody. Uh, okay. All right, just don't run with scissors. Right. No, that makes sense. It's about time for Fantasmic. I mean, that DoorDash will be there for you. I don't know what the running's all about. But mm -hmm. That burger is not running anymore. Next news item. Do, 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 do. Here's a, a more acceptable pre-order. That's a Firefly from Haya Toys. Their exquisite line. Exquisite mini 118th scale. Or however they phrase it. I don't know. But these are pretty cool. Uh, you know, I'm not doing backflips for them either, but they're they're not bad. Um, they're at least officially licensed, right? <laughs> no, they're legit. Um, Haya Toys uh, again. The pre-order is open now. Haya does not sell to addresses in the U.S., so I can send you to HayaToys.com for details, uh, and that's the price that's there and the the expected time that's listed there. But you will have to find this through other channels. Mm. Uh, as you can see there, he he borrows a lot from that first classified version of Firefly, which wasn't necessarily the most popular thing, but I think he's a little bit streamed down, so uh, it works a little bit better here. Includes removable goggles, he's got a gun, a drone, remote control for that drone, he's got a dynamite bomb, a backpack, extra hands, and a display base. Uh, this goes right in line with... Uh, and wide birthing hips. That's right. Uh, with the... The Flint and Beachhead figures that were introduced over the last couple of weeks. Snake Eyes, Storm Shadow, and Cobra Commander that were out, I think, beginning of the year last year. Um, it's good stuff. Decent, good, good, good stuff. Uh, for just yeah, he's all right. Yeah, 25, 30 bucks for a high-end figure. Um, again, if it, watch out for the these guys are a little bit fragile from what I understand, so so be careful in that regard. This is not a a rugged, you know, G.I. Joe, a capital letters kind of toy. It's it's very much a collector's piece. Um, but he, he's fine. He's fine. I mean, it, even if you're not wild about this, and I know it's hard to get here, legit, legitimately hard to get it over here. Um, it's the only the only thing that's bringing out regular product at this scale for Joe. So. I'm I'm a fan. Like I I hope it does well. Right. Right. Um rack time, Rob, your thoughts? Uh, it looks nice. Like I said, it's kind of a hassle to deal with, but you know. Right. Yeah, don't have anything really deep to say about it. Sorry. Uh, Scotty Cameron notes uh, they're burning through the mask characters pretty quick. They'll give us a shockwave before we know it. I mean, the the previous one was Flint, so I don't know, maybe they Maybe we'll start getting more faces. Who knows? But yeah, it does seem like the A-list of masked characters is is going to go. I wonder if that's... 
Well, I mean, if, if you look at it, like when they talk about the part of the enduring popularity of Spider-Man globally is that it could be anybody under the mask, right? So maybe that's one of the reasons why a, a line that's targeting overseas consumers is shadowing towards the mask characters most often. Uh, Firefly asks, uh, why is Haya continuing to release those four-year-old blackout designs? It's so strange. Renegade was using that blackout art and everything too. Long after that game flopped and Hasbro ended that look. I don't know what to tell you, man. Maybe it's what they got the license for. So. Right? Yeah, could be. Or maybe things are taking longer than ever to get approved. <laughs> don't know. Diana Davis, uh, Flint's head <laughs> demonstrates why they do mostly masked characters. No, I think she misspelled the word Falcon. <laughs> oh, she means there. She means there. Yes, yes. I has not done Falcon yet, and that's probably a favor. Right? Wouldn't it be awesome if their Falcon has just as big of a Mutor head? <laughs> Mutor. <laughs> Pull a string on his back, and he'll tell you what he thinks of bread. It's gonna be amazing. Bread good. Tor Torpedo Mike says, "Come on, wide scope." <laughs> Maybe get Lamont. Right? Oh. Oh, goodness. Oh. So, yeah, there's there's that, too. It, it, again, this, these are okay. I, I don't... I'm not going crazy about them. Uh, you know, 25 bucks is... is a, That's a classified, so I, I don't... Like, if you think of it that way, I, I would not replace a classified in my collection with one of these. So, eh. Well, and, that, and part of the problem is you're going to have to do some work to get the get one of these shipped over to you. Right. So you're probably paying individual shipping on every one. Right. It, it's uh, so. I, mm. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, you're probably looking more thirty or forty if you're on the the shallow end. So. Um. Yeah. It, it, again, I'm not doing backflips, but I more power to them. I hope it it works out and they continue to to pump these out for the folks who like them. If you're a three and three quarter guy, you gotta. I'm not saying you have to support them, but you got you should at least be rooting for them, right? Right, want them to do well, right? Right, because uh, viability in three and three quarter scale, they're they're not you know, if you want a, a more back to the roots three and three quarter, the success of this in a major you know, major manufacturing lends to that more so than than a lot of that stuff. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, but, uh, Hey, uh, Hans Chow, you're out in the, the, you know, classified style hiss. You'd buy that. Are you able to actually buy these at home? Do these actually ship to you and not to the U S mm. that's what I want to know. That's, that's my question for you in the live chat. As we debut our new segment quiz, the listeners, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, we don't do enough of that. I, I have mm. to say, uh, this this show's proud tradition uh, dips heavily into game shows, and we have not done nearly enough of that in the last couple of years. So I, I we gotta we gotta get on that. We gotta figure could, that. Could we have like a rotating whammy that goes up and down, and we get to kick <laughs> people out when we want when they just not when we want to. It's the whammy. It's not us. <laughs> that damn whammy. Right, and a little whammy comes over with like a a, a jackhammer, and it's like, <laughs> so, yeah. I think we're on, I, I think we're on to something here. 
But uh, Hans Chow says, I cannot buy anything high from the land of the Far East. I have to rely solely on eBay and Big Bad Toy Store. So, uh, Boy, they're more proprietary than Apple. There you go. Awesome. I'll take Mark Weber in the center square. I mean, I was going to say that was a sign of respect, but technically I am in the center square. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Hans Chow continues, third world toy collecting is challenging. Mm. I can only imagine. It's challenging enough in Indiana, so I, I can only <laughs> imagine. Again, uh, third world. Oh! Right. That was a solid rip on Bobby Knightville. About to say that is a shot. That's yeah, wrecked well, up. Bringing the exposing the fangs. Yeah, well, you know, when you have to sit through a whole meeting about how the uh, state legislature has decided to make yours and children's life terrible this year. Yeah. 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 I'm gonna resist the urge to go down that rabbit hole. Yeah, it's uh, next news item, right? Next, yeah, next news item. Just not you <laughs> on this show. Next news item. There were a lot of days when I wish it was what we did on this show. But the good thing is, at least you're not bitter. Yeah. Oh no, I'm bitter. Yeah. Next news item. Let's go before I go. Before I can't hold it back anymore. Right. He called for it, Mark. You go. Do 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 do. That's all we got. Hey! Right? That like, always makes me happy. That's Chunky Tank Kitty on International Cat Day, no less. Right? Where's that? There it is, Yowler Tank. Be sure to stay uh, up to date with the G.I. Joe 3D Printing Podcast for all of your Chunky Tank Kitty collectible news. Uh, we hope to have more to report for you in the very near future. In the meantime, I think that means that it's uh, traditionally time for a word from our friends. And beloved sponsors, Kokomo Toys. We buy, sell, and trade vintage and modern toys. G.I. Joe, Star Wars, Transformers, Marvel, DC, and more. Located in beautiful downtown Kokomo, Indiana, we are open every Wednesday through Saturday from 12 to 5. It's a theme park of nostalgia. Join the thousands of people who have traveled from all over the Midwest for over a decade to buy and sell with us. Get your geek on. <laughs> That's what we got. All right. I think that's plenty. <laughs> Someone say too much. Right, right, right. Holy smokes. What was that? So, uh, yeah, don't, I, reporting news is great, but send me an email. Don't, don't send, don't talk to me in live chat about doing more news. I obviously can't do anything with that. It's not how it works. No, not good at all. But um, uh, Dr. No Good, that's a new name, so uh, welcome to the show. Boys, you know that the Crimson Trio is based on figures that appeared in the 2002 and 2009 G.I. Joe Convention exclusive sets. We do. Yes, yes, we do. Uh, so don't be too surprised if a Fuchsia Crimson Trio appears for SSCC. I, I don't know what that is. But um, I would be surprised if that came up. I would be surprised if that happened. But no, we were we were very aware, very much aware. We've we've been we've been back in this game for a long, long time. Um, 
2009 shoot i mean there was we were even we were doing what's on joe mine in 2009 so Dude, i remember i traded uh remember the uh the viper three packs that went to toys r us in like 98 99 yeah. i trade i had a bunch of those i traded two of those for the baroness the twins and three vipers from that uh joe cones that like that was, was that's a good deal i was very pleased with that yeah. Yeah, I would say you're you're ahead on that one. I have, yeah. I have a few of those sets laying around. I should probably get to get to getting them out on the bay. Yeah, I was pretty happy about that. Because by and large, the concepts were stuff I didn't feel like I had to have as a collector. But that one was like, ooh, man. I don't need all of them, but I wouldn't mind the Vipers, and I'd love Baroness and Tomax and Zaymon. I dare say there's very few that are must-haves. Uh, yeah. October Guard, yeah, must-have. Um, uh, Tanks for the Memories is a pretty good one. I think I cherry-picked that one to get the Steeler, right? Had to have the Steeler. There's the Steeler, there's that Sparks figure, which, yeah, hit or miss. If, if you're... If you're, if you're a purist and you just have to have sparks for the sake of having sparks i'd say it's mm -hmm. worth it for that um and of course um the the uh, identical cousins dreadnought set right joe bob and billy bob and vance billy, billy ray and yeah absolutely the best of them Boy, advanced. best of them all best of them all <laughs> and there was one uh well, it must have been the October Guard year where they had Dragonski as an add-in, or like a solo. Yeah. No, years ago they had Dragonski as a three, as a true three and three quarter. I remember I had a buddy uh, get me that one because I could, I could not miss. I thought Dragon, I always thought Dragonski was awesome. So, Dragonski, I think they didn't they do that as part of the comic packs. I believe so. Yeah, I think you're right. They gave him Brandon Jerwa's head. Nice. And then I know the club did Dragonski, you know, in the new style in part of the figure subscription service. Mm -hmm. uh, Tim Peterson says he loved the clutch figure from Tanks for the Memories. That is one of the highlights, definitely, especially he's got the, the vest with the Manny's Mean Machine logo on the back. That's right. Awesome figure. Great figure. Uh, but uh, we've got some time. we got a, a little bit of time we hear. So if you've got any questions about, about recent events for you know this is this is the time to ask us for them certainly uh we will get to them as as many of them as we can provided you you have some um hans chow asks anyone managed to get the classified shooter and alley viper exclusives before they sold out uh mark weber i think i did honestly I don't, walmart i don't keep that good a track of it but yeah i think i did rob uh yeah i ordered uh well i didn't order the alley viper um but i did order shooter yeah i i i did i don't remember in what quantities but yeah i i really there were so many pre-orders that that run i can't keep track of them all anymore. yeah i think i try to keep track of like what i'm missing right and i know i, I didn't get any eels i think i was on a boat at the time i'm on a boat and uh ironically I haven't gotten uh, Tiger Force Flint yet, but I don't. I don't. Know, I don't want the Tiger Force stuff, but I haven't missed a figure yet in the line, so he'll make his way here somehow from a store I don't shop at. Right. It's it's Tiger Force. I have a feeling it'll 
we'll we'll probably be seeing a few of those out on the pegs. So somebody yeah. somebody. And then I gotta send my kids in to buy it. That's right. I mean, are you sending them in with the money that you gave them? Because that's just at that point, you might as well just go in and buy it. Yeah, it's somewhat semantic. People say, uh, I've been told that I'm hard to buy for. So I think these are really good ideas. <laughs> if you're like, what do we get to add for Father's Day? I got an idea. That stuff from Target that your moron dad won't buy, but, but <laughs> wants, but collects. That's a good one. Uh, so to, to follow up, Dr. No Good is, is back to ask, what Jocon figures do you want to see as classified figures? As some of the figures were very good, and you know, that's very true. They, they very mm -hmm. much were. Uh, Rob, why don't you go ahead and kick that one off? What's just give us one that you'd love to see as a as a classified? Uh that original, those original five October Guardsmen. I mean, that's that'd be a pretty slick grouping and classified, right? Uh, Mark Weber. I mean, they made Interrogator, right? He's my guy. So anything that gets Interrogator made uh, in any line, even the creepy. Uh, the creepy new Baroness, 12 inch. Let's get a creepy new badly proportioned interrogator. I'll buy it. <laughs> Have him looking coy over a saddle. I don't care. Yeah. He's he's got implants. Posed like Burt Reynolds on a rug. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think the question is is more posed like Burt original characters. So oh, unique, original? Any characters that the club created? Oh. Hmm. I mean, I'll be really honest. And I really, I liked working with the club and I thought they did really good work, but the unique stuff didn't, pull, didn't have much pull for me. It really didn't. So there was, you know, actually they made, it was in your, I think it was uh, in your Billy Bob Threadnox set. They made a guy with, I think it was Saget, not Saget. Yeah. Saget's head and steamroller's chest. So he had 800 abs and a, uh, he was bald with an eye patch. And he's a pretty damn convincing dreadnought. Bone crusher or something. Crusher, yeah. Or demolisher. I forget his name, but he was pretty good. So it's a cop out, but I'll go with that guy. Because I, I, I was going to go with identical dreadnought cousins. That was yeah. my <laughs> There you go. The Patty Nuke dreadnoughts. Okay. <laughs> identical cousins. As long as they all look like Aldo Montoya, the Portuguese man of war. Fair enough. Use the jock strap for a mask. Fair enough. But, but, um, but no, good question. Good question. Um, uh, Brian King notes that Walmart canceled his retro Crimson Guards on his birthday. Happy birthday. Uh, Rachel Salinas, good pick there. Hot wire and classified. That was a good character. Good idea for a character, yes. I, I think the execution was a little lacking in the club's, club figure, but I think it's a great, great idea for it. I think a bat specialist, uh, a technical specialist would be a, a, a good addition to Cobra's ranks. On your birthday. It's rough. I'm just waiting for that. I just have delayed sitting there sitting on it. Torpedo Mike's got Crimson Asp and Freestyle, both good choices. Yeah. Freestyle uh, face, at least. Or maybe name uh, for John Warden's wife. There you go. Not everybody knows that. Oh, look at Matt Rubin. Uh, he's 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 kissing ass to get his comment up, but I'll allow it. 
So it's not a con exclusive oh, right. figure. There we go. Not a con exclusive figure. I still want a tombstone and classify. Love. I'm so proud of Tombstone, even though they look what they did to my boy and they <laughs> scarred him up and took his eye. We need handsome tombstone. Handsome tombstone as God intended, and me as well. But um I know it was a comment from Firefly that might be worth some people seeing. You mean this one? Yes. Not a question, but I just thought I would mention my zeroed-out Walmart order for Range Vipers was just reinstated. Maybe good news for others who had that weird soft cancel of zero dollars from Walmart. So there you go. Figured it was something bizarre with that, but yeah, it was weird. Yeah, I called I called them up myself, and they said, "Oh, that's a computer glitch." It said your orders are not canceled. So I was like, "Okay." And uh, yeah, a couple and like I said, after a little while, the price the price showed back up. So. Uh, it's Chad says, I'd like to see them make a classified bomb strike so all these collectors can say, who's that endlessly in Facebook groups? <laughs> oh, you, you, she'll, you know. she'll ruin the whole thing like Glenda. Right, right. It's um, there's a lot of truth in that. There's a lot of truth. Bomb strike named after Dwight Stahl's daughter. Yes. Just saying. Yes. So. Um. All right. Apparently, that that question captured the hearts and minds of the live chat, as opposed to giving us other questions that we may answer. Right. Answering the first question themselves without without. Uh, yeah. I know. Come on. Keep. <clears throat> so I guess while we're waiting for stuff like that to come up, uh, Racktime Rod, why don't you roll into what we got in? Oh, I got lots in over this last couple of weeks because, yeah, like I said, big fat load of pre-orders. And speaking of Dwight Stahl, who rolls, who's on the Marvel line now, <laughs> mm-hmm. good guy. Yep, he he got a lot of my money. Oh, look at Tubby. <laughs> I got the uh, Secret Wars, Doctor Doom, and Captain Marvel. All right. Uh, I got the fancy new Black Widow, turning Snake Eyes' head. Does she have different heads? She yeah, she's hair. got three different heads. Okay. Yeah. It's a, it's a pretty loaded out figure. Three didn't have three different sets of hands, weapons. They got bracelets with smoke effects. Yeah. And then. Oh, Hawkeye on the cycle. Yeah. And then, uh, again, not Joe related, but just today, because I didn't get a chance to open them. It's it's blue and gray Batman. That's yeah, blue and gray Batman, baby. Yeah, and you held him perfectly, so the lens flare was right across his brutal chest cut. So yeah, proof. I'm sure Todd McFarlane will thank me. Right. And uh, but uh, last week got in. Whoop, he's this guy's so ugly. I love him. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> gotta be honest. The other one's no no winner either. Yeah. You know, I kind of like that. It's like it's like forest dusty. It's you know piney. I don't know. I mean, I made a dusty that was blue, so I guess I should throw stones. And then also just today, and I know this might be a sore subject for some people. The eel. So. I want to see those eels out of pack to see if the head is still as extended. Them them boys got a neck on them. They got mm-hmm. some necks. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. they're walking candy apples. The the head is not huge but the the neck is is kind of long so they're giraffe vipers a little bit okay 
Um, but uh, Tim Peterson asks, uh, thoughts on the rumored Super 7 Reaction Cobra airship, airship that might be a crowdfund? And this is the uh, from the Cobra, from the Super 7 display case. Um, we saw that uh, that Cobra flying thing that you see at the beginning of the 85 version of the cartoon. Um, I, I I don't have a whole ton of thoughts about it. I, it if it happens, great. I imagine it will be extremely expensive because um, Super 7 and cost efficient are not two words that necessarily go together. Mm -hmm. um, like, I, I have a feeling that would be something that would be more expensive than the Haslabs that we've seen for Classified. Probably. I mean, they just funded their Thundercats lair, right? For 600 bucks a pop. Yeah. Plus yeah, tax and shipping, and 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 I love it. I'm not, I'm not a Thundercats guy. Well, it's huge. It's gorgeous looking. Yeah. But you're making play sets for seven inch figures. God bless you. Right. But I don't know that the Cobra Airship has a ton of playability in it. Maybe they'll build it in. But right. Yeah, because mm -hmm. I mean they they threw a lot into that cat slayer. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean it's it's essentially. A, I mean the Cobra Airship. That's a play set, right? Yeah, it's just it's not an airplane. You're yeah. not, not flying that thing around dogfighting with your, with your guys. No, I'm just, I'm just saying airborne play sets are kind of hard to play with, right? Unless it's always on the ground. So uh, real sturdy landing gear. I, I like the idea and right. I I might buy it if it comes out, never know. But I don't know. Just the fact that it's airborne and I don't know. It just it doesn't scream win to me. Right. I mean, we'll we'll see. Uh, we'll, we, I I just I'm I'm kind of in the camp of it's far too early to tell. All we've seen it is sitting in a case, so it's not something that they're ready to reveal any details about past the fact that they've got a shell of one. And it was it would be way too small. I mean, I'm not saying it has to be the scale, right, right. but the one in the case wouldn't be. If they put out the one in the case with a ton of details and winches and cannons and stuff, and it was three hundred and fifty bucks, I don't know that I need it. Right. Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, it could be like a playset type thing, like the big Millennium Falcon, you know, from about like what 10, 15 years ago. Right. Or Hasbro made a pretty good helicarrier, right? For the when they were doing the three and three quarter Marvel guys, hmm. it wasn't bad. I had I had it on top of my cube for a while with Metroplex surfing on it. It was incredible. Jeff <laughs> uh, Butler asks, speaking of hearts and minds, what one-off style G.I. Joe comic ideas would you like to see get made? I don't know how you mean get made. Do you mean as figures, as animation? Uh, try and get us back in the comments there. Um, <laughs> more bread, please. Red good. Red good. Uh, what does Bazooka locker? What does Bazooka's locker or closet look like? Does he have multiple jerseys? What is his non-uniform everyday wear? Uh, I'm going to guess. Yes, he has multiple jerseys, and his non-uniform is other people's jerseys. Mm -hmm. So I think once you got to look, you just. Stick. I am thinking is just stacked to the gills, frozen fudgies. That's not bad. Yeah, I assume he's got a road uniform. Probably has the black, you know, alternate that every NFL team has now. Right. Night, Night Force Bazooka. Night Force Bazooka. 
But uh, welcome to the show. That's a new name there. More bread, please. Thank you for for tuning in and and joining us. Um. Oh, it's fishing gear set. Matt Rubin was a good call. Yeah, oh, yeah. A, a fishing hat. What uh, giraffe fly, pants? Is that what it is? Fly no, giraffe rod. pants is leatherneck. Right, right, right. So this, yeah, this fly fish bazooka. So he's, yeah. he, doesn't he have leopard pants? He's got some kind of wacky pants, doesn't he? Hip waders. I don't know. It's just, it's just. It looks like he uh, should be, you know, an extra and grumpy old man fishing right. out on the ice. Uh, Firefly notes that only one person at San Diego Comic-Con asked about that airship, and they were told, yes, it's coming. Uh, they also made a sh shirt with the airship as a UFO that says believe on it. I saw the T-shirt. Uh, that was pretty cool. But uh, sure, I, I don't doubt it. It's it's there. They didn't just, it's not like they made up a, made up a, a, a surface to display their figures on. I mean, it was an actual craft. Mm -hmm. Um. So, Mark Weber, what'd you get in while we're while we're waiting? Uh, it's all what I got in from the basement, right? I already showed it off. I got my own backwards, badly put together, uh, upside down shooter Wolverine. It's not an uncommon thing, though. I've seen a few others in my travels that uh, folks put together that way. I mean, it works either way, you know, constructively. But I don't, I don't know why you'd put the cool part facing backwards, right? Like, that's a lot cooler, but whatever. Um, and then this guy, well, I remember what this guy's name is a Street Fighter vehicle, but he's Joe enough. Sonic Boom Tank. Sonic Boom Tank. There you go. Wasn't it like the paralyzer for Cobra first? Yeah. Yeah. And then they and then they made it non-neon and kind of military. Well, kind of non-neon. Uh, right. anyway, good Mild, enough. Mildly less neon. Mildly less neon. They dialed down the opacity a little bit. Um, I got a couple of transformers in because I'm a Grimlock honk. So I got this little guy. He's kind of cool, right? Not bad. And then this was on gigantic reduction at Big Bad Toy Store because I bypassed this several times in the aisles at full price because it's you know wheel Wheeljack and Grimlock, and you can put them together and make it look like Grimlock wearing pants. There you go. <laughs> That's what I was thinking too. So I, I think this was like thirty bucks originally. I'm like, yeah, no, I don't need that. Even Hager though I slacks Grimlock. I like having a full <laughs> Grimlock shelf, and then finally, I think Big Dad had it for like twelve. And he I'm got like, snappy drawers. Fine. So yeah, I got Disco Pants Grimlock. Good to go. So Jeff Butler's question it concerns get made as comic books. Any one shot ideas that we'd like to see as comic books? I don't know. I think the one shot ideas I'm thinking of were already comic books. Right. Uh, that's kind of where I was too. I mean, but he, he drops the OG, right? Hearts and Minds was so good. And I'd love I'd love that kind of solo look at some of the guys and gals who didn't get the spotlight ever, right? I'd yeah. love to, I'd love to have someone write a good one for like recoil, right? Or Mirage or just one of the Joes who got no you know, actual time to flesh out their story or one of the, or one of the bigger Joes uh, talking about how they got first recruited. Right. What were they like right before they 
answered the call. That'd be kind of cool. I'm in for a uh, a a adaptation of Operation Mind Menace. I think that's a good call. Right. <laughs> yes. It's but only Operation as a Mind Menace. Only as a limited saga. only as a limited series summer event with crossovers into X-Men and Spider-Man and Avengers and you gotta buy all the comics. He's gonna run through all the annuals that year. Captain Marvel, yeah. 40, 46 covers. Yeah. I just want the return of assistant editors month and, and I'm good to go. If you have assistant editors, that I mean you gotta have editors first. Uh, okay, that's a good point. I think they have like three working at Marvel and gee, they're not overworked at all. Uh, Hans Chow asks, so if Classified does super well, Classified's doing super well. Which playset will they put up on HasLab first? Uh, tough to say. I mean, they're they've been so anti-playset to this point that I I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I like Mark. Mark is already the last couple of weeks. If you watched, you would know. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but he's he's been championing. Uh, championing mm-hmm. the 83 G.I. Joe base, saying that it can be done. It's uh, mainly air. I mean, truth, uh, you're right, but it's just, yeah. it's a lot of air with a big floor. Yeah, uh, it's a big floor. So, so I, I would think that if you're going to do a base, that's the one to start with. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to ever do a base. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's... You do need some vehicles to put on it, right? But we're getting I mean, a vamp, yeah. so... Unless you do like you know the battle platform, you know. Yeah, we got it. Got a helipad, right? We got a helicopter to land on it now. Yeah, we just need a tank. We're good to go. <laughs> the dragonfly didn't sit well on that. Although, helipad. actually, it was one of the things I never knew as a kid and learned yeah. as an adult is that there were like placeholder indents for lots of things in there, right? On the headquarters, the, yeah, yeah, for the flak and for some other stuff for the MMS, I think. Basically, if it was out in 82, 83, there's a, a setup for it. Yeah. yeah, so we're getting an MMS, right? So I've filled both vehicle bays. If you'll follow me here and allow the MMS to be a vehicle. And I got the helicopter you can put as the roof of the jail. Because didn't we all do that? No. The helipad? No. no? No. You just let your Cobras crawl out the open top. No, we just figured they had a ceiling. It didn't come with a ceiling. I, I know, but you know, even if it was like electromagnetic wire, you know, storm shadows going right through that shit. Well, that's storm shadow, sure, but you know, just just the other schmoes they put in there, not so much. Anyways, last question. Uh, Captain K023, welcome to the show. Uh, I might have missed this, but was Transformers and G.I. Joe discussed any time before uh, with the Honcho back in the day? So, like, basically, was this ever pitched? When you were on the brand. Funny you should mention it. Um, totally separate. Uh, when I was downstairs, I ran into, because a lot, like I said, I've, I've moved a lot of my stuff to storage. But I found this box of Transformers that were either based directly off G.I. Joe vehicles or stuff that was close enough, right? And I had a pitch to do a toy line that was G.I. Joe times Transformers and to re-release these Transformers in the correct G.I. Joe uh, slash Cobra um, colors and a little bit of tooling, but not much. But from a the end, it didn't go anywhere because, you know, it would have made too much money. Uh, but 
from an entertainment and theatrical part of it, uh, as I understood it, they wanted Transformers clear of the current creative regime before they mixed G.I. Joe with it. So that's how it was explained to me. But but it makes sense. And what, what I thought made the most sense, and even though the script was god-awful trash, it wasn't even a full script, a treatment, was the idea that the Cybertronian tech left over from these giant robot battles uh, that humans wouldn't be able to take it and create their own transformers. But if you applied it, if you applied Cybertronian tech and Energon to Earth-created vehicles, it equals mask. And I thought that was super brilliant, right? I thought that would totally work because that's what mask was. That was Kenner answering we can't compete. Nothing we do competes with Joe or Transformers. I'm like, well, let's do both. Right. And it kind of worked. That right. is that is how they worked Mask into the IDW comics when they had the idea of running all the brands, you know, mm -hmm. at the same time. That that is how the mask vehicles were. Just developed. like that. Yeah. And yeah. that was that was the a kernel of a script treatment for mask. Like um, Miles Mayhem, like cannibalized Blitzwing or something. And yeah. Mm -hmm. But the, the the version of it that that had momentum involved uh, street smart kids from Detroit with the tech and oh, using right. it to and using it to fight a drug dealer. Uh, like, yeah, that sounds god awful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you really anyway. don't don't want colorful vehicles just fighting a mega megalomaniacal supervillain? No. Okay. Yeah. So, anyways, that, that brings it down to to what I got in. I got in all the same classified stuff Rob did, uh, so I won't show it to you again. But it does bring us to a recurring segment. Is yeah, number ninety four? He's uh, he's pretty good. He's he's pretty pristine. He need, probably needs a new O ring, but past that, he's he's one of the better ones. Uh, I did did uh, actually pick up. I bought number ninety five as we get segue into story time here. Uh, ninety five was in hand. You can see I've even got a little stand for him. Uh, but um, turns out he was broken, and not in a way that I could fix. Uh, he had a stripped out screw in his torso. Oh, yeah, the absolute worst. So. 95 is uh is 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 not a thing yet but what i i have the unusual situation where i have an unclaimed waste piece ooh that's worth like 20 bucks right at, at least yeah um so so somebody who is currently will just put it as not getting a lot of action in beach party not 86 um is Christmas is going to show up early for that guy because it's a it's a weird part to have an extra one of. I got an extra one, so that's <laughs> that's that's this week's fascinating beach party '86 story. Aren't there only a couple of the '86 who are uh, troubled in that region? <laughs> it's not many. I I, I dare say that uh, you know uh, privacy check means about. 90 percent mm -hmm. you know like I, I i got good ones but uh hey some one of those few bad ones 
we're going to get a turnaround. So real quick, let's move into shout-outs. Uh, Racktime Rob. A shout-out to all the lovely people watching now and who will be watching later. Thank you for continuing to support the show. All right. Anything else? Uh, for all for all of you who are about to start a new school year out there, good luck. Right. Godspeed. <laughs> Vaya con Dios. <laughs> right. Mark Weber. Uh, I want to say kind of random because it was one of my one of my favorite people, a guy I worked with at Hasbro, who came from Marvel Comics, Andy Schmidt. Uh, my kids and I, my kids never read the original Civil War comic, so we're going through okay. it right now. And when I pop open page one, there's Andy's name at the top. Great guy. Worked with him at Hasbro for, I think, less than a year, which is a shame. Uh, but he's kind of a comics consultant now, doing his own thing and doing well. And he has a Kickstarter for a book called Midnight Tiger that got a ton of momentum uh, on its first day. Uh, but a good guy, and I'm sure it's going to be a good book. So if you're a comic fan, check out uh, Midnight Tiger on uh, Kickstarter uh, for my boy, Andy Schmidt. All right. And uh, I am going to reiterate, Rob, shout out to all of our fine folks watching us live. Uh, if, remember, if you're catching us here on YouTube, uh, hit, the, hit the like button for the video. Hit the subscribe button for the channel. Leave a comment. Share us in all of your various circles. We're only asking for a couple extra clicks. Um, it, it doesn't mean a whole lot when we share our video in other places, but it means a ton when you share our video in other places. And that's, that's how we're going to grow this thing. Um, if you're catching us on Facebook, uh, be sure to give us a thumbs up, give us a heart, give us a little huggy guy. We love little huggy guy. Um, we've gotten a bunch of little huggy guys. That's good. That's what we want. Um, and again, if you're one of our audio listeners, uh, be sure to leave us a review uh, wherever you get uh, your your fine podcast materials from. Nice five star review. Get us circulating in all those channels. Make us a hot item again for the audio crowd. Uh, give a, a shout out to our, our wonderful uh, brother in arms, uh, Hooded Cobra Commander 788. He was off this week. He is resting after Cobra Convergence 7. Godspeed, sir. That was a huge undertaking. Need to thank you again for all you do there. Uh, give a shout out to our sponsors at Kokomo Toys. Uh, real quick, we'll sing the theme song Kokomo, 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 Kokomo Toys. Kokomo, Kokomo, Kokomo Toys. Um, and of course, uh, you know, to you guys, to Racktime Rob, uh, to to the Honcho Mark Weber, to our host in absentia, Joe Colton, and and the wristlock Wes Whitlock, and maybe Mango Habanero, uh, to Phil, who's been on enough lately that people think he's a regular host, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and, and to everyone else who's helped us out through this summer. It's it's been a heck of a summer. We've been busy, uh, but uh, thanks to everybody who helps keep the train running. Uh, we appreciate you. Uh, but that's it. That's all we got. Thanks so much for joining us this week on What's on Joe Mind. We'll be back next Tuesday at 9.05 on the Superstation uh, after the the Blues Brothers. Uh, <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Right. I'm just trying to think of all those Superstation staples. What do we get to, what do we get to 10 days, the seven days of 007 run? Here we get right, right, right. But uh, until then, have a great rest of the week. Yo, Joe. Bing.
Oh, 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 oh,